in Lisbon, there's so many people that are here for like their yoga retreats or their spiritual cleanse. You know, there's so many people there that are on that kind of spiritual life cleanse coming to Lisbon. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I forgot what the question was. Do you remember the question, Rita? I think I'm I gonna can... I'm gonna hand it over to Rita now. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. It was about the episode, what we want to show to 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 others with these episodes. No, that's not what he asked, Rita. That's not what he asked. Okay, then can we hear the question again? <laughs> <laughs> if that's what I heard. The question this is, was This is this is more challenging than I thought it was gonna be. Hola e bem-vindo. Welcome to the Simple Life, an insider's perspective into Portugal. We already know about Portugal's amazing weather, food and people. In this podcast we go deeper and meet the real people who make this country so wonderful. Dylan, who has made his life in Portugal, shares an insider's perspective into what makes Portugal the unique, beautiful and amazing country that it is. Join him and his guests every week as they shed some light on the incredible people, culture history and lifestyle that makes Portugal so appealing. A country where everyone feels like they belong. This podcast is sponsored by Portugal Realty. Welcome to The Simple Life. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Stephen and Rita. Stephen is originally from Ireland. Rita is originally from Latvia. They both live in Lisbon and they're the creators of the incredible YouTube channel, People of Lisbon. We discuss, amongst other things, what they enjoy about living in Lisbon, some of their favorite episodes, and what they've learned about Portugal in a year of doing the show. Welcome back, or welcome to another episode of Portugal, The Simple Life. And I'm super excited to be joined here by Stephen and Rita. Uh, you guys are not partners. You are partners in crime. Uh, guys, thank you for, for, for being on the podcast. Thank you very much for having us on your podcast. We are yeah, honored. Great. Well, let's start off uh, maybe one at a time. Ladies first. Uh, you, you, if you, Rita and Stephen, if you can just start off by telling us a little bit about, about yourselves. Well, ladies first. So, yeah, Rita, you can go first. Okay. So, about myself. So, I'm originally from Latvia, from Riga. And I left actually my country in 2008. I lived in other countries then, but uh, right now I'm in Portugal for two years. And what else should I say? I don't know. <laughs> you can ask me some questions. I don't know what to say about myself. <laughs> Rita, that's a great biography. <laughs> okay, should be late about photography. Yeah, I can mention that. So when I lived in Latvia, I, I graduated in 2008, uh, uh, photography. <laughs> and uh, it was always my hobby. Um, when I left my country, it was hard to, to have it as a job. So it was always just my side thing, which I love to do. I, I was more involved in exhibitions and doing some creative things with photography. And, um, and then when I was in, in Belgium, I lived there for three years. This is where I started to be a freelance photographer. And after Belgium, I moved here to Portugal. And this is where I met Steven, and then things started to happen, you know. <laughs> and then uh, now I'm a full-time photographer here, which is great, and I love the country. It's a great place to be and to do the 
thing that you love to do. Awesome. Stephen, tell us about yeah, you. Yeah, so, so my background is I'm, I'm from, from Dublin, Ireland. And um, I, uh, well, when I was young, I wanted to be a filmmaker. So I went to film school with grand ambitions to uh, become the next Steven Spielberg or something like that. Um, but I got, uh, I actually got sucked into the music industry in 2006. I, I founded a music website called Balcony TV. And uh, the idea simply was is that every day I decided to film a different band on my apartment balcony in, uh, in Dublin. And um, it was just a funny idea, but it happened right at the time that uh, YouTube was starting, was starting out. And what happened was we started to have bands from all over the country in Ireland asking, could they come up and play on our apartment balcony? And we would post a new show every day onto YouTube with my flatmate presenting the show and me filming it very simply. And then to make a really long story short, we had people around the world starting to watch Balcony TV. And then they would contact me asking, could they actually start Balcony TV in cities around the world? So we launched it in 100 cities, and over the course of 12 years, uh, we made 20,000 shows of artists on balconies all over. And we actually did it in Johannesburg for quite a, quite a period of time, um, but we, we did it everywhere. And so I really got sucked into the startup world through that experience by accident. And um, eventually we raised investments, which led me to moving to New York, where I spent most of the last 10 years and at the end of the day, Balcony TV was taken over by, you know, essentially Sony Music and um, until they laid me off three years ago. So I got laid off from my own, from my own baby and they, uh, yeah, they've subsequently destroyed the whole thing. But that's, that's, that, that's another story. So, yeah, three years ago, I found myself, you know, you know, asking myself, what am I doing now? And I went traveling around the world. Then I went back to New York. Then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened in New York, you know, New York was a bit of an epicenter for, for that. Uh, so I decided that I should go back to Dublin to my family, you know, for the end of the world. And after two months of realizing the world wasn't, wasn't, gonna, wasn't quite going to come to an end yet, I, I decided that, you know, maybe... Now, I had to come up with a decision where I was going to go to. Was I going to go back to New York? Was I going to stay in Dublin? And at the time, which was June last year, Portugal was the, the most vaguely open country in Europe, certainly. And when I say vaguely, um, you know, there was lots of, uh, there was lots of, you know, I, I remember actually I, I contacted the Irish government before I had this idea to come to, to Lisbon. And they said, no, 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 you're not allowed to go. You're not allowed to go to Portugal. And then I contacted the Portuguese government and they were like, yeah, yeah, no, you can, <laughs> you can come to Portugal. So I, I jumped on a Ryanair flight, which, you know, was surprisingly quite full, but it was the only flight out of Dublin, I remember, that morning. And um, yeah, I arrived on June the 15th last year. And 14 months later, I am still in Lisbon. And I guess this is where I'm going to stay for the, for the foreseeable future. Amazing. Okay, so I did, I did like a a, a a version of Balcony TV many years ago. I used to play guitar and sing, and a and a friend of mine in a little town near where we live uh, opened a hair salon, and she asked me to sing on her balcony as the commemoration of this. I think we had um, like five people in the street watching, 
and a photographer and a Labrador. So it was good. It was a good night, you know. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't actually balcony TV, was it? It sounds like it could be. <laughs> no, no. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I mean, uh, that's fascinating about both of you. Um, both of you have sort of had a roundabout journey to get here. Um, so Rita via via Belgium and and Stephen via New York back to Dublin, uh, and in different circumstances. But maybe you guys can sort of shed light on on where you you're based, um, what you like about it, and why why you choose to to be here, uh, why you choose to be in Lisbon. Rita, no, let's Steve, let's Stephen this time try to be our first. <laughs> Well, no. So I, I came to I came to Lisbon, and I actually, when I when I arrived in Lisbon, I, I stayed in a hostel for the first three months, and uh, a really really cool hostel, which was it was just me there for at the beginning, and um, and it was right like right in the center of Lisbon, like right down by the water, by the by the big square. I still don't quite have the place names correct, and. Personally, I, I, I like living centrally. I like living close to things. I like being able to walk um, to wherever I want to go. Like even when I was living in New York, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't really a believer in living out in Brooklyn or Queens or something. I want to be if I'm going to live in a city, I want to live in the city. You know, you know what I mean. I'm not a, I'm not such a big fan of the of the commutes, and that's probably just laziness actually more than anything else. So yeah, so I was I stayed in this super cool hostel for the first three months, which was a great great atmosphere, and um, yeah, and then I only I moved to a place that was five minutes away from that location. Again, I, I you know lazy mind, and and now I've moved to five minutes further on. So now I'm living in the Barry Alto area of Lisbon, which has very much came back to life, uh, has very much came back to life in the last couple of months, and I I. I maybe a little bit foolishly decided to sign a one-year lease on an apartment on the busiest street in Lisbon, and the apartment is is very cool. But uh, the noise until three, four o'clock in the morning is intense. So it's just it's just tourists who are like only here for three or four days, and are here to have a good time, and they do have a good time. I I hear it every night, um, but. Ah, I can't complain too much. It's very hard to complain about Lisbon, you know. It's very hard to have too many issues. If you ever have an issue, you just need to have a bit of perspective, you know. It's it's obviously a beautiful city. Um, there's always something new to discover in Lisbon. That's that's something that I I, I particularly like about Lisbon. It's even though it's even though it's small, um, and like a big village, um, I'm always uh, I'm always amazed that it's still. There's, there's constantly new stuff to discover. You'll walk, you'll walk by a building, for example, a hundred times, and then one day you'll decide to walk into it, and you'll realize that it opens up into a big, amazing atrium or <laughs> or something, or it's a it's an unusual cinema or theater. Or, you know, for example, just around the corner from me, there's this there's this big, kind of old building, but kind of nondescript. And um, the other day, I just decided to walk in, and it was about. It reminded me of something like Trump Tower in New York and the inside. It was a bit kind of gaudy, a bit kind of cheesy looking. But at the same time, it was just full of little record shops for like four floors. It was four floors of record shops. And I've walked by the building maybe, again, a hundred times. And I was like, how come I've never walked into this building, you know? And I think that's the great best thing about Lisbon. There's just always something you know, new to discover. Even even last week, I went to the Cinemateca for the first time, which is a, a 
the cool cinema here. Well, I'm a movie lover, and yet I haven't been to the Cinemateca Cinema here in Lisbon until until last week. And it was a big, beautiful outdoor screening with like a bar and a restaurant and a cool movie shop with books and stuff. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? Always something to discover in Lisbon. That should be the tagline for the city. Always something to discover in Lisbon. Very good. We might have to use it. We might have to use it. What about you, Rita? So, my story. So, when I arrived to Lisbon, I also stayed in a hostel, but in a different one from Stephen. And this is also where I uh, was volunteering for a while at the reception. And this is also when the pandemic started. So, I kind of get stuck there with other volunteers. And we basically spent there all the pandemic. <laughs> and I can't complain as well because we were really lucky like with the with the owner like who allow us to stay there without paying any rent and the people with who i stayed there were really nice from all around the world um and then so what can i say so yeah ma mainly i stayed there in, in lisbon it was also in a, in a in a center but not the downtown where steven was staying i was more close to marques de pombal closer to eduardo park and uh but I really love the, um, the the coast. I was really missing the to be close to closer to nature, and it happened that actually uh, we were filming one of the episodes for People of Lisbon. Uh, one girl he, uh, in Oeiras, and I didn't know anything about this area, so we came to to film it. And then I, at this moment, I was looking for some room, like to move out from the hostel, and I was looking at in Lisbon. And, and then I thought like, hmm, this area is quite nice and it's, the transportation is really easy, accessible to Lisbon. So I'm going to have a look what is available here. And, and I was lucky to find uh, really nice places here. Uh, and I, this, is, this is where I'm staying now, in Oeiras, which is close to the beach and it's more peaceful than, than Lisbon. It's not that I don't like Lisbon. I really love Lisbon. It's just that I, spend, I still spend like four to six days a, a week in Lisbon. Yeah, but when I'm coming home and when there is this beach around and more closer to nature, this is, this is more me. And I like that you can have boats. It's so easy as well. You see, Stephen, that's why she was late for, for, the, for the video call, because she's like all laid back there on the beach, chilling out. And you're all <laughs> highly strung in the, in the center of Lisbon. I mean, it's well, just, that, uh, that, that's true. But I think I just heard some cars honking there in the background in, in Rita's world. So obviously not all as peaceful as she's making out. It may have been my, it may have been my village, actually. Oh, damn, damn it, <laughs> damn it, damn it. All righty. Um, well, I mean, uh, let's just talk a little bit about Lisbon. Um, and then we're going to jump onto the, the YouTube channel because it's, listen, I'm not gonna butter. The, I'm not gonna butter it up. I'm a big fan. I love it. I think it's amazing. I'm only a week in uh, because it was because of a previous guest, uh, Vanessa. Uh, so she's previously been on the podcast, and you guys have previously done an episode with her on on your channel, and that's how I sort of stumbled across your work. It's it's awesome, guys. So I mean, it's just please keep it up, and and I love it. And and you've got a fan and a new fan, um, but. Lisbon's got so much prominence over the last 10 years throughout the world. Um, uh, it's won all these tourist, tourism awards. Uh, there's the, you know, the digital nomad scene, the startup scene, all of these things are happening. But I mean, what is something that you would like people to know about Lisbon 
that they perhaps don't know um, that makes Lisbon special? Well, I mean, I, I, in each one of our videos, we actually try and ask, we try and ask, you know, our, the people that we feature as well, that question, you know, what they like most about Lisbon. And, um, and I, I think, I think what makes Lisbon special is that it is, it is small. So it's, it, it's manageable from a certain perspective, you know? And, um, but as I said, again, without wanting to repeat myself, even though it's small, there is, uh, you know, there is always something more to discover because the streets are narrow and windy and it's, it's like, uh, I don't know, for the nerds out there, it's like, uh, it's like a cool video game. It's like Legend of Zelda or something, you know, and where there's all these little footpaths and stuff which lead off into little directions and you get lost in it, you know, even though you know it. And I still get excited when I find out new little routes around the center, you know. I, when I'm like, oh, this connects onto this barely, and, oh, you know, I, I feel accomplished when I, when I discover those little things. I mean, it goes without saying that it's a, it's a beautiful city. They say it's a city of seven cities. Somebody said that to me once, whereby, you know, there's actually there's a, part of, there's a part of Lisbon, there's a large part of Lisbon that reminds me of, like, the coolest parts of New York, whether it be Williamsburg or up around Central Park. There's obviously a lot of Lisbon that might remind you of Paris or maybe even Buenos Aires or something. Obviously a, a Brazilian flair there. So... Um, you know, you can you can have different senses within that small environment as well. And uh, I mean, I think from living here point of view, again, because it's because it's you know relatively small as well. There is the possibility of building a community if that's what you want to do. There is the possibility of of getting to know the you know the bar, the guy who works behind the bar around the corner, or the, uh, the woman who works a shop across the way, and you know, in, in general, you know, people are very nice. And then obviously what, what's appealing to it as well and might, might not be so appealing to the people that are, you know, genuinely from here is that it is a, it's obviously a huge cultural melting pot. There are people here from all over the world and there are so many interesting people that are, that are here from everywhere. Um, you know, if you were to walk it in the street, I'm, I'm amazed at how many New Yorkers are here right now. There's just a lot of New Yorkers, and you know that's 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 a constant in New York. I, I was living, or that's a, that's a constant here in Lisbon. I was living briefly in, in in another place for one month, and there was I was living in this tiny room, and there was a apartment opposite me, and I could hear that there was a bit of a there was a bit of a get together going on. So being a bit spontaneous i decided to go knock on the door and see what was happening and again in pure lisbon fashion now i really i can't get across how, how the place where i that i was staying was tiny okay it was tiny and it was in this kind of nondescript building in lisbon well nice building but nothing nothing over and i opened the door to this apartment which i imagined was going to look a lot like mine because it was just right opposite mine and what oh, it opened up into the coolest apartment I've ever seen in my life, anywhere in the world, anywhere. It was huge, incredibly well designed, incredibly well designed. And it was just all people around having, you know, glasses of white wine. There was all this food spread. And I was like, what is going on? Have I just entered the twilight zone here? I, I, I felt like I walked into an episode of Sex in the City or a Woody Allen movie or something. And it turns out that everybody who was at this gathering were, were from New York. And um, 
And I was, I was, of course, I was asking them all what they were doing here, and everybody had a different kind of a story. And you know, there's always in Lisbon, there's so many people that are here for like their yoga retreats or their spiritual cleanse. You know, there's so many people there that are on that kind of spiritual life cleanse coming to Lisbon, and um, yeah. So I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I forgot what the question was. Do you remember the question, Rita? I think I'm I, gonna I'm gonna hand it over to Rita now. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was about the episodes. What we want to show to 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 others with these episodes. No, that's not what he asked, Rita. That's not what he asked. Okay, then can we hear the question again? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. The question this is, was this is this is more challenging than I thought it was gonna be. No, I'm just joking. Uh my question was um what with Lisbon getting so much exposure um throughout the world and 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 everybody hearing about Lisbon, what is something that you want Lis want want people to know about Lisbon that they perhaps don't know about? All right, okay. So it was slightly different than what I understood. I thought it was about episodes. <laughs> okay, what people need to know. Well, if you, it's really simple. If you're coming, it's really hard to leave. That's the main thing they have to know <laughs> because there is so many people, like uh, more than half who I met who were coming just to visit Lisbon and they never came back or they really shortly moved actually to come here. And there are certain things that can't really be explained. Uh, why? It's the, the whole atmosphere. is how you feel, how people approach you how you are treated in general and the weather and so many things yeah um what else can i say <laughs> this is in general what i personally like maybe what i could say um my first impression was actually about portuguese when i i was even in i was in portugal in 2008 for the first time and uh, and I, I met quite uh, quite a lot um, local people back then, which is quite hard now. <laughs> and uh, I really like the mentality. I find them quite straightforward, which I appreciate a lot. Like not talking. Uh, yeah, they are straightforward, which I liked a lot about people. And obviously, again, it's the, it's the weather, the landscape, and being photographer for me, every kind of corner was like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" <laughs> so I, I love that as well. Yeah, I mean, awesome. it's surely it's surely a, a photographer's Lisbon is clearly a photographer's dream and and, and a videographer's dream. If you uh, obviously if you go onto Instagram or YouTube and just look around, it's you know there's an endless amount of influencers that are having having a field day here, you know? And yeah, it's unbelievably picturesque, of course. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had a couple of photographers and, and, and artists and they, everybody talks about how, about Lisbon and the light and, and all of these kind of things. Um, tell us a little bit, um, maybe Rita, you can go first and, and Stephen, just about how um, people of Lisbon came about, um, sort of give people who are listening that maybe don't know what it is uh, a sort of a snap snapshot into what it is um yeah go ahead Rita okay so the episodes are about people who are living in Lisbon really simple <laughs> and uh and I think the main idea and what I like about it that there is no preparation so basically we jump in in, in the person's life and we just follow them and it's all really natural 
and this is what I like the most. And and I think that why people like to watch it because it's nothing been prepared or like it's just reality, reality of people who lives here. And we try to pick as many sub like different not subjects, but I mean different kind of people who are doing completely different kind of things <laughs> and the artists and a tuk-tuk driver and uh, and the chefs and any sort of people who are living here and passionate about what they are doing um yeah that's about the series and about you were saying also how how did we start it yeah oh uh, yeah uh, so it's uh, it's steven's idea uh but how we met actually we met uh because I was looking for an assistant and I contacted Steven, he came to help me. And then next day he told me about this idea of people of Lisbon. And he said that it would be nice if we could, if we could work together on it. And next time we met, we were doing already first episode. So it was really simple. And I think in the same way, how we're continuing doing it, that's how it started as well. Really simple and natural way. <laughs> I think the first episode was the, the comedian, if I'm not mistaken. That's yeah, right. the, first, the first episode was uh, a comedian called Andre de Freitas, who we filmed at the LX factory, which was uh, yeah. which is a very cool area for anybody that knows it or and if anybody's interested, that's a certain place where people should go. But yeah, I, so I was only in Lisbon. I'd only been in Lisbon for a couple of weeks and I just figured that I should start doing a project. And, you know, I'm personally a big believer in just keeping things simple. So <laughs> the title People of Lisbon just popped into my mind, which when I started saying it to people, people would say to me, um, oh, it's like Humans of New York. And I was like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, Humans of New York is uh, is, is more of a 100% photographic uh, project. Uh, the, the initial idea behind People of Lisbon was uh, that, you know, every week we would make a small little documentary about a total random person here in the city. And, and I thought really that it would be a very positive thing for the people here in what was otherwise a, a tough time. So I thought it might be a bright, fun way of, of showcasing the people. Also, from my own point of view, you know, I had very, very basic kind of documentary abilities. So I thought it might be an excuse to, you know, try and make little documentaries. Um, and yeah, so then I met Rita and I said, actually, it'd be a great idea, Rita, if you take photographs of the people while I'm making uh, the video of the people. And we just started doing it. We, we started doing it the next week. And we, we've given ourselves a mission pretty much to have a new video every Thursday since then. So now we have over 50 videos. And one of the cool things about it is that, um, you know, we, we get dropped into a different little subculture almost every week, you know, a different kind of little environment. And we, we usually try and go meet somebody in their home and then kind of go with them toward to their place of their place of work or, or what it is that they do. So as Rita says, you know, we do we do try and you know almost live with the person for three or four hours to get a get a real real sense of them. But yeah, also, as Rita says, is we're, we're very unorganized. Unlike you, we don't have any. We, you, you are much more organized than we are. I'm already very impressed by your communications. Um, but I guess the, the other side of that is it, it gives it a kind of a, we, we try and have it as, having as, as natural a feeling as possible, you know? Um, 
so yeah, it's 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 been it's been a great project, and it's been a great way of just of getting to know people. One of my, one of my talks is is that you know one way or the other we're going to know everybody in Lisbon uh, after a certain period of time, and so I guess if we're walking down the street right now, you know we might see we'll we could easily see one of the people that are featured in their videos, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love the, the the you guys have touched on two 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 things that I I particularly love about the the channel. One is how it's not it's not over edited, it's very natural, it's very raw. Not meaning that it's bad quality, it's superb quality, but it's just just natural. It just feels like it feels like it hasn't been overdone, you know. And that's I think is amazing. Well, Dylan, let me tell you something. That's me fooling you. <laughs> okay, why? Well, but yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously supposed to have that kind of like natural kind of feeling. But let me tell you, the hours that go into editing those videos, I tell you, I can imagine. I, I I'd say that it's um I'd say that we we tend to come out with uh if we hang out with somebody for for three or four hours, we come out with about an hour and a half of footage, and that hour and a half of footage cuts down to you know maybe a five minute video, you know. So that's a lot of stuff to cut out, a lot of stuff to cut out. And, and Rita has the same experience doing her photographs. She spent many, many hours uh, editing the photographs, you know. But of course, you know, the aesthetic that we want to give across is kind of obviously a very natural kind of, certainly with the videos, is, is, it's supposed to be very kind of a natural, loose kind of a feeling. Um, but yeah. I, hear what, well, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I, I don't deny the amount of work that goes in. I don't think you just uh, kind of took a couple of snap uh, Snapchat videos and and put it all in on a on a on a, on a video. Um, and then the other the other thing that I love about it is is and you get you guys have both mentioned it the variety of people and the subculture uh, the subcultures of people that you have. I love it speaks to to Lisbon and to Portugal that we have this melting pot of people from from all over the place that just somehow managed to coexist um, relatively peacefully. Um, but this is leading into a sort of a double-edged question for, for both of you. What are some of the things that you've learned about Portuguese people from the Portuguese guests that you've had on, on your show? Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I need to think about that for a moment. Yeah. So Rita, go first while while Stephen thinks. Yeah, go ahead, well, Rita. It's similar. Like I can It's really hard to to distinguish. You know, they are Portuguese and they are foreigners. Like in my head, they are all really different people from who you can learn a lot of things. But particularly Portuguese. It, it, yeah, it's hard to say straight away. Um, yeah, it, that's a hard that, that's a hard question. I mean, I guess um, you know we did a video some time ago with a with a with a, a journalist here, a well known journalist here called Catharina Carvalho, and we've actually become kind of friendly after, since then, and with Rita as well. And she's always at a she's always at at a, a pains to tell us like the little little things about um, maybe Portuguese history or what's important to, you know, you know, Portuguese people and stuff, which is something I try and be more conscious of. But um, I must confess, we're both still, uh, we've been, we've, we've both been slow learning the language, which no excuse for really. Um, but, you know, I, 
I'm I'm also kind of wary about kind of saying, oh, you know, Portuguese people are like this or blah blah blah. You know, I think you have to be careful about saying things like that. I mean, obviously they 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 often have got a laid back sensibility. That that that's for sure. And and there's pros and cons to that. You know, you know, being laid back is great. Uh, Maybe it's not so great when you just want to get served a coffee, for example, you know, and you need you've only got a 15 minute window to get that coffee. Um, but then, you know, it's nice. They're very, very easy people to hang out with. I think overall, they've got a very good sense of humor. Um, you know, they like they like they like their culture. They like their sport. They like their football, which is a big thing for me. So so, so that's great. Um, and I think they're very welcoming people and that that probably because they're so welcoming probably is a reason why uh, Lisbon and Portugal has, you know, opened its arms so well to to other people coming into the country, you know, and that's that's all that's all I can say. I'm not sure if I think of something better, I'll let you know. <laughs> One thing I can add, actually, if I may. <laughs> Go I ahead. Yeah, that's the um, about how welcome they are to tourists or anyone who is coming from abroad. I find it really unique because I also live in other countries and in general people don't are not so welcome to foreigners. Where here I find they are really welcome and they, they love foreigners and they're always really curious. I find this is really special about Portugal. Yeah, they, they have a they have a they have a jolliness. That, that's what I'll say. They have a jolliness. They've got great smiles. You know, and it, it's not that it's not that Portugal doesn't have its own hardships. Like it, Portugal does have its hardships, so that they, they don't necessarily need to have those smiles. And you know, coming from Ireland, Ireland is famous. You know, we God, we we pride ourselves on our people so much. But let me tell you something: the Irish can be miserable people. You know, very very miserable people. Um, but I think overall the. You know, the, the Portuguese and the, the Lisbonites are very welcoming, smiley, you know, jolly people. And, you know, they, again, they've got issues in terms of like, you know, their, their hourly pay rate. And, you know, people people work long, long, long hours here. And, you know, for that, you would think that they would be a little bit more angry with the world because of that. But um, now they, they, see, they see the good side. And it's probably because of the weather, in fairness. The weather's amazing. Come on. That's true. I love the fact that an Irish person is calling Portuguese people jolly. I think that's awesome. I hope that doesn't, that's not offensive in any way, isn't it? I got to be very careful. Very, very. I'm going to have to edit all of this out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> we're screwed. People of Lisbon person says people of Lisbon are jolly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where, I mean, um, just maybe it's a difficult question, like asking you to choose between uh, a child or one of your children, but what is your favorite episode? or the one that you enjoyed the most without, this is no slight on the other people that you're not going to mention, but what are your, some of your favorite episodes? Rita? <laughs> Again, but really, I, we've been asked, I, I've been asked this question before, even just by my friends, you know, like, which is your favorite episode? And I never can answer that I have one. There is always, there's different varieties, you know, you can, you can like, for example, just the end product of how the episode came out. But then you can also like when you're creating it, this atmosphere there and meeting this person in the real world. And there are so many aspects that it's hard to put them all in one and say, this is the best one. Yeah, I really don't have one. 
each of them are really really special the, this, you know when you're meeting the the person for the first time because most of the time when we are going to film them they we meet these people for the first time so this uh, first interaction is really interesting you learn a, a lot about the person i guess they learn about us too <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you watch if you watch some of the videos, literally the first time you see the person is is true to lens. Because often I will actually take the person by surprise and have the camera rolling literally as we meet the person. You know, I find that that some ways that's a way to get a person comfortable as quickly as possible by making them as awkward as uncomfortable as quickly as possible so they shake it off fast. Um, but you're uh, you're right in saying they're you know they're like our kids or I, I like I like. Um, Sometimes I think of them almost like as like Pokemon characters. We're collecting all the people of Lisbon, you know. But if I was going to say some of my favorite shows, our second show, excuse me, our second show we did. So right at the beginning, when we didn't even really know what we were doing, and um, Rita found this guy. He was a, a cake seller on the beach. Um, so he sold uh, Bola de Berlins, which is kind of a, it's kind of like a, a, a donut that's filled with cream, kind of. You wouldn't think about eating it on a beach, but it's kind of a tradition here in Lisbon, don't say, Portugal. Don't Portuguese. This is offensive for them. It's a bola de Berlin. <laughs> it's different. Bola de Berlin, yeah. And um, so this guy was selling these these cakes on the beach, and he, you know, he would hold a big box over his head, and you know, it was really hot and sunny. I remember, and um, but he was a big character, like a really wild, big character, huge personality. And that was only our second video, so I think I think that's a classic. Um, but then you know we we do. I I'm often excited by people who are who we can find that are definitely are doing something a little bit different. So we had a guy once who uh, from Belgium living here who is a, a plane spotter. So he's a, he's he's the biggest. His huge hobby is going to the airport and taking plane taking photographs of the planes taking off and landing just endlessly, and. He had his phone and he could tell, he could say, oh, the plane that's landing now is a blah, 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 blah. That, that plane was made in the year in 1976 and has flown for 48,000 hours and stuff like that. And um, so he was, uh, that was one of our more interesting shows, I would say. Um, but we've, we've done all different types of characters. Oh, one that we did recently was uh, with a guy called Konstantin Arnold. He's a, a German writer living here in Lisbon. This guy was kind of like, uh, how could I describe him? He was a very good-looking guy, you know, great hair, big, you know, great, you know, great facial features, big shoulders and stuff, you know. But he, he also had this kind of romanticism about his character, like this windswept kind of like in love with the streets of Lisbon, and everything seemed like this big drama to him, you know. And he spoke, he spoke amazingly about like the the little bars of Lisbon and the windy streets and how he just likes to drink alone and write poetry in his notebook and stuff. Yeah, it was a very kind of poetic show and they're kind of over the top. He kind of reminded me of a modern day uh, German version of Fernando Pessoa, you know? Um, he was a famous writer from here in Lisbon. Uh, but we've had, we've had all different types of characters. There are just, <laughs> there are just a few to come to mind. Yeah, you had some fascinating. I, I've watched all of those ones. I love the the, the the plane spotting one. That was uh, that was awesome. I mean, this might be a difficult question as well, but have you learned anything about Portugal, about Lisbon, 
from from the episodes that you've done? Well, I mean, I always so if you come to Lisbon, if you come to Lisbon after a certain period of time, especially if you come in the latter months of the year when it rains, you know, Lisbon's got a lot of tiles, you know, on the ground, or I don't know if you call them tiles, the little, they're little. Because side of you know. stone. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how I haven't broken my neck or ended up in hospital or sprained my ankle. I don't know how I haven't sprained my ankle. There's so many times where I, I start falling or slipping on, on those, and then somehow my body just about catches myself before I, I literally die. And um, I remember we did a video with um, a guy called David Amado, who's a ballet instructor here. And I was asking him, what, you know, has he ever fallen? And what does he think about the tiles on the ground here in Lisbon? And he said, uh, he gave me this great expression, I think, which I think he said it in Portuguese, but the expression was something like, you know, the, the tiles of Lisbon um, make everybody equal. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, you're still going to fall and possibly break your neck on the tiles. You know, I thought that was a, that was a great thing. So every so often you pick up uh, little, little, Things like that, you know. Yeah, it's not an easy question. From doing these episodes from the people, well, a lot of things, but at the same time, to to name them particularly, maybe something out of the subject. But I will say in general, like why I also love this project because you kind of learn about personality, so it's like psychology involved in this, and this is what I I enjoy it. And this is something I cannot name it. Like, what is it exactly that you learn? It's just something that makes your your way of thinking look at from different perspective. And you have this challenge each time because people who we film they are from all around the world. Yeah, I mean, I I mean another thing to say is, is I mean, obviously we're we're learning about the dough singers, for example. We're learning there's endless little bits of like knowledge that we're, we're just that we're just not saying here. So. You know, we're picking up on Fado culture, for example. We've actually done, we've, we've made a video about a Fado singer. We've made a video about somebody who uh, who actually has painted Fado. Fado. Fado or Fado? Fado? Fado. Yeah, exactly. Things like that. How to say Fado properly um, is something. Hey, you know, there's, there's endless things we learn about the culture through the experience with the people. Um, whether it be, you know, the type of food that people like to eat, you know, they're kind of, their stews and, you know, the ginger or what's, what's it called? The ginger or, you know, there's, you know, about the fish, like they're always telling us about the fish and some, you can, you can probably do a list forever and eventually it all blurs into one. You know? I mean, for, for me, yeah. I, I, one of the things for me with doing the podcast has been, has been learning so much about, the culture, the history, uh, little things, things that are right in front of your eyes that you didn't know that that's why that is there. And that's, that's been phenomenal for me. Um, one of the things that, and I don't know if it's been the same for you, for, for you guys, one of the things that I've learned is uh, Portuguese are very slow to give themselves credit um, for the type of country that they have, for the culture that they have here, for the fact that it's such an open place um, for many, many things that are so beautiful about the, 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 the lifestyle here. Um, but for, for you guys, what, what do you think Portuguese people, and I suppose in this case, Lisbonites or, or people of Lisbon, what do you think they, that they should be proud of? Um, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just quickly say, 
on the side, I've been making some videos about politicians here at the moment. And um, I was speaking to one of them while the camera wasn't recording the other day. And I said, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's your main issue? What's your main issue that you've got? And she was like, oh, the transport. The transport isn't good enough. And I was like, the transport's not good enough. The transport's amazing. From my perspective, from my perspective, transport's amazing. You know, compared to Dublin, transport's amazing. Compared to New York, I think the transport is amazing. You know, the, the, the metros run very regularly. The metro stations are incredibly clean. You know, they've, they've all got the signs that tell you when the, when, the, when the metro is coming. And it tends to come 30 seconds before it says it's going to come, which is always a little reward, kicks off a reward system inside you. I think that's a, I think that's a, little, uh, that's a little scam that they've got going here to make everybody feel great by having the, the metros come 30 seconds before they're supposed to come. And then the boats across the other side and the, the trams go effectively. That's certainly for Lisbon Center, I, I, think, I think the transport is great. So they think that that's an issue, and um, you know. So I guess I guess wherever you live in the world, you're going to you know think that things can be better. And uh, I pre I presume the same must be the truth of here. You know. But also, even you know, we we did a video about we did some we did a football video there at one stage. It, kind of, it was kind of a special video, but you know speak to people about their football team and you speak to people about the Portuguese national team and they're like, oh, they're not very good. Oh, they're terrible at the moment. I'm like, they're terrible at the moment. What are you talking about? You've got like the best, some of the best players in the world, some of the best managers in the world. You know? So, um, yeah. I mean, I Rita, what should uh, Portuguese people be proud about? If I, if I say about Portuguese and I will say they should be proud of their land. For sure, the land is so rich in many ways, and it's like so many um, fruits and vegetables you can grow here, and so much sun they have, and yeah, the land is incredibly rich. I find. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just dolphins in the in the in the river here. Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the fish as well. They have they have everything really. Amazing. About actually about the land, like I think. They are because they see it. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, uh, guys. Um, one one thing um, that you that you want people to remember from this conversation, uh, Stephen. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'd like people to check out our YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash People of Lisbon. Uh, hope you enjoy our videos. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Um, one thing I want people to remember well look i mean i i can't speak more positively about lisbon you know it's clearly became clearly my home now and if you asked me a year and a half ago where i'd be living I, I didn't think i'd be living in lisbon but now that i'm living in lisbon i'm kind of a little bit upset that i i you know i hadn't really came here beforehand and and realized how amazing place it is it's certainly so close to um you know dublin for example in terms of you know, a flight. So, you know, before before I came onto this podcast call, uh, a friend of mine in Dublin messaged me to tell me that a friend of a friend of hers is currently on a flight to Lisbon from Dublin. She said, "Can you recommend any rooftop bars?" She said, "Is there any good rooftop bars in Lisbon?" I was like, "Is there any good rooftop bars in Lisbon?" I was like, "How long a list do you want here?" You know, it's Lisbon in many ways. Has it, has it all, you know, and that sounds cheesy, 
but it's true. If you're looking for nightlife and you're looking for fun, you know, it's a great place. It has all the things, it's got everything that Berlin has or some of those cooler, some of those cool European spots that you think are the cool bohemian um, places. If you're looking for just, you know, beauty, it's just, it's all beauty. Um, you know, sometimes, so one, one critique I hear about Lisbon is there, not, is there not enough green areas. There's not enough parks. And from my mind, there's loads of parks. There, there's loads of little parks all around the place. You know, and sometimes they're a little bit hidden. But that, that's another thing that I, I, I think is, is not often known about Lisbon is that, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of greenery if you uh, keep your eyes open for it, you know. There's, there's a park in Camtorik where you can find turtles in the pond. And they're not like fenced away. They're right there. You can steal them if you want to. It's amazing. Yeah. So and there's one. And there's one up. There's one up. Is it, is it Angels? Is that the area? There's, there's a park where there's these big geese, like huge big birds, like giants, and they're just walking around everywhere. And the place is. And the, and the, and the park is. Uh, the park is impeccable. They, that's another thing. Like they keep things impeccably. Earlier on today, I was down by the Vasco, Vasco da Gama Bridge. I think it was. And it was this amazing big park and there was like these great, you know, outdoor facilities in terms of tennis or five-a-side football, you know, jogging areas and stuff. Again, it was just, I, I was thinking to myself in my mind, wow, they really, really do a good job at, uh, at keeping these places clean and tidy. And even in the area that I'm living in, right, okay, so I'm living in, sorry, I'll stop going on here. But again, I'm living in the party area of Lisbon. And, you know, if, if you know any other major party area in any, other, in any other city, you know, it's loud, it's noisy, people drinking late into the night, blah, blah, blah. And I swear to God, I come out in the morning time at like eight o'clock. It, it's spotless. <laughs> I'm like, when did they clean this place, you know? But somehow they managed to, they managed to do it. And uh, so they, they keep the place clean and tidy in general, I find. Awesome. Rita, for you, one thing that you want people to remember from this conversation? To remember from this conversation, oh, I even forgot the question. <laughs> I was listening to Stephen as well. Uh, to remember from this question, uh, from this, uh, if you haven't visited, like if people haven't visited Portugal, I think it's really worth it, either a short period or long term. It's definitely won't be any regrets. You can find, as Stephen was mentioning, like anything really, no matter like well, what you, what your interests are, you can find pretty much everything. And yeah, about greenery spaces, I totally agree. I find that there is a lot actually in Lisbon, but even if it's not enough for you, it's just easy. You take a transport and you can end up totally like in a in a forest. And Sintra is so beautiful place to visit, and and the coastline is so large, and diversity of it is it's 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 really large for uh, for such a small country. I find there is so many things you can find that you don't really need to go anywhere else. <laughs> And, and Dylan, I, I'm just, if I can just add something final there. I mean, another thing that I just think if anybody is listening to this and they're thinking about just visiting Lisbon for just a few days or, or Portugal for that matter, or they're thinking about actually moving here, you know, I always think there's a huge value in, in community. And I think like Facebook groups and stuff are a great way of, just one good thing about Facebook, it's Facebook groups in terms of, uh, you know, networking with people or communicating with people and, and creating community out of that environment. But if anybody is listening and, uh, you know, wants to drop us a line and wants to, you know, get, get their piece of advice on where maybe it's a good place to go or who to meet, you know, I, I think, you know, we've, we've built our own little network in terms of people of Lisbon, just like you have yourself. And, 
I think it's important that, you know, you and us, Dylan, and other people, you know, continue to build like, you know, good community here in Lisbon. And, and uh, for people that are coming, I, I think there's, there's a community to uh, get involved with, shall we say. Awesome. Well said. Um, you stole my thunder earlier because my, my, one of my other questions was going to be how can people find you guys online? But I'm going to just uh, put links in the show notes to follow you on YouTube, to follow you guys on Instagram. Both of you are on Instagram. Uh, the channel on YouTube is awesome. So in the show notes, I'm going to put links for people to follow and subscribe and like and share and all of those good things. Dylan, thank, thank you. you so much. May I? Last question that we ask all of our guests, Rita and Stephen. Portugal, the simple life, why? Ooh, the simple life. It is simple if you appreciate simple things. <laughs> I will say that. And, and that's the part of the Portuguese, actually. What Steven was mentioning earlier, that people who are doing any kind of simple work, they are actually happy. And I believe it also depends on, because of the weather, it impacts you a lot. So in a way it's simple because the basic things what human needs, they are here and therefore no matter what you do, it's simple. You, at the end of the day, you have to want the simple life. You know, you have to, you have to work on the simple life. Unfortunately, my life right now is not simple because I'm busy going around making videos and editing videos. And I've actually started thinking to myself, God, I need to somehow quieten down my life a little bit. But our most recent video was with this couple that they met in New York City, they met in Central Park, and they've been together for, it feels like about, it seemed like about 20 years, and they just decided to move to, to Lisbon to, to enjoy the simple life. And they look like they have it, you know, they, they're an example of, of people that have it. You just have to get that balance, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to work 12 hours a day, you need to, uh, you know, that's, that's why there are our recent video as well, where we, we had this British conductor, and he said, he said, I've moved to Lisbon because I like the, the more relaxing pace. He said, I realized that, you know, I don't have to work 12 hours a day. So if you're the type of person that actually likes working 12 hours a day, you know, you might come to Lisbon, you might still work 12 hours a day, but maybe it's better, you know, not to, and maybe go to the beach from time to time and enjoy what Lisbon has to offer. Awesome. Rita and Stephen, thank you so much for being on the podcast. That's a wrap. Thank you for having us. That's a wrap. You That's can call it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, folks. So thank you once again to Stephen and Rita. And thank you to all of you for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends, give us a thumbs up, and please leave a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you. And as we say in Portugal, te próxima. Welcome to the simple life.